Guess who's back, back, back again, again. Johnny's back. Yeah. With a friend. Where, where is he? No. Oh. I can't find. I think Rocco. I think Rocco took him back. Either Rocco took it, or somebody came through here and hit it. Either way, we're gonna continue on. Welcome everybody to another episode of your favorite Saturday afternoon tradition. Uh, Yo, it is Saturday at noon. You know what that means? Mega Strange is back with a brand new episode. Let's go! It's your boys Johnny and Derek. It's Hello. Hello, Johnny. Yes. How are you enjoying the weekend? Uh, I'm having a great time. We're, we're, we're all staying inside. We're, we're all keeping safe and we're all keeping it strange. Oh yeah. As you know, out there, maybe you don't, uh, if you haven't been around for a long time, this show evolved out of a different podcast called mega 64 and teen when we were all on lockdown the first time around. Yeah. And our topic pretty much was all things lockdown related. Yeah. And people like would come up to us red face and be like something political. Uh, yeah, which was funny because I feel like we actually were talking about a lot of topics before they got political. Yeah. And then later on they got political, which was really interesting to see it happen. Just talking about like masks and vaccines and all that jazz. Well, people have been asking us to kind of revisit Mega Mega 60 Quarantine and do another update, especially with the way things are going. Yeah. We're not going to do that. We're not doing that. We're not going to do that. But, <laughs> so don't uh, worry. Don't, oh, I, I was afraid that people were going to be like, oh, fuck, and these click off the episode. No, this is about as much as we're going to go into. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is, uh, things have been going crazy around here. It's just been wild. I feel like I know uh, like 10, 10 households personally that have become infecto. Oh, no. We put them in the infecto zone. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I don't know. Uh, my my aunts got COVID. Didn't they get it the last time around? No, it was different aunts. I have a lot of aunts. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. They, they each get a turn. Yeah. Well, we hope everybody out there is staying safe, staying healthy, staying warm and cozy and bundled up somewhere nice because today we have a great episode planned. I'm so yes. excited for today's episode. Me too. I did my homework. I think I went above and beyond. You always go uh, above and beyond. Well, today I went even more above and even further beyond in my research. Today we're talking about childhood playground urban legends. We're yes. talking about the boogeyman. We're talking about Bloody Mary. And we might even have a couple others that slip in there today. Um, see what happens. Apparently everybody around the world has a version of this story. All yes. different cultures and countries and languages. Everybody has... Uh, just these kind of stories that children pass around to yes. each other when they're hanging out, when they're playing around. Now, we were kind of kicking around ideas for episodes. Yeah. And we stumbled upon this one, and I got really excited because me personally, I was told the Bloody Mary story when I was like six years old, the yeah. first time somebody told it to me. And it kept me up at night. Like, it terrified me. My parents had to, like, sit down and talk to me about Bloody Mary. It was such an issue. I was so afraid to go to sleep, to go into the bathroom. When I was in first grade, some girl in my class was just, you know, one day, like, have you ever heard of Bloody Mary? My brother just told me about her and proceeded to tell me this horrifying story. <laughs> like, yeah, you can go into the bathroom. You can summon this ghost woman. The way I heard it was that she would attack you, that she would take you and bash your face into the sink. Whoa. And I was so scared. And my dad 
who's like borderline alcoholic. My dad <laughs> likes to get his drink on. Oh, and he no. was like, that ain't no Bloody Mary. And literally like five to 15 minutes later, walked into my room holding the drink. He's like, this is a Bloody Mary. He started sipping on it. And I'm like six years old. Like what? I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. Like that doesn't make this any less scary. What are you, what are you drinking? Tomato juice? Like, <laughs> uh, and that was a, it. That was just on. like my dad like sat me down like Bloody Mary hold isn't real. A it's a drink. <laughs> I need I need to put a pin in this. Uh, so that's the most dad logic thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. Like uh, I'm, I'm I gotta show him that it is, it's not real. It's just a drink. And then he makes a Bloody Mary for himself, not knowing <laughs> that there's actually a real person that this is all based off of. He just he's like, no, it's a drink. This would have taken place in about 1991. Oh, man. For context out there, what the world was like. You know, pre-internet, the internet was just starting, so we couldn't Google this. We had no way to get this information. It was just information passed down back and forth. The That's true. word of a classmate versus the word of my dad, who's sitting there drinking a Bloody Mary. I got a Bloody Mary for you right here. Bloody Mary used to uh, scare the shit of me as well. In my camp, it was a big thing. There were uh, cabins... The bathrooms were like old cabins. And once you close the door on one of those, it was pitch black because there's no windows. And it, Dang, uh, we'd all style. yeah, we'd all uh, dare each other, like go in there, go to the mirror and say Bloody Mary three times and see what happens. And none yeah. of us could do it. But I'm sure you'll go more into that when we I got the whole story, which is it it is more mysterious than you think. Yeah. I got all the dirty details. I went hard on this one. But what are you talking about today? I'm talking about the boogeyman. You know, it's a silly name. It's a silly origin, but we're gonna we're gonna dive deep into it. Uh, should I get started? I think we should okay. jump into uh, the boogeyman and what you found out. I did a little bit of light perusing on yeah. the boogeyman topic, but you kind of made it sound like you uh, you went hard and, and got some good stuff for us. So I'll let you take it away. So in like classic Johnny fashion, I wanted to figure out like the first like instance of like the boogeyman. I was like, whenever we do uh, topics, I like to figure out where like the first time it's been mentioned. Mm -hmm. And the, there's like no record of this at all. The earliest like report of it being written down is in the 1500s. There's like a reported reference to the boogeyman in um, like England. Okay. Uh, apparently the, the, the word comes from the uh, word. Uh, I'm going to butcher this B boggy. Boggy? Boggy, which means hobgoblin. I uh, was uh, in actually Middle English. looking this up, too, that the word... Yeah, I don't know, because I say boogie. Yeah. But then if you isolate, it also kind of looks like the word bogey. Yeah. And I Oh, it is bogey, sorry. I was reading a lot about the uh, etymology, the yeah. word origin here, and I heard that it was a like old word that was synonymous with devil. Oh. And that it also is similar to the word... Uh, like bug, okay, and 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 words like that, and and um, yeah, in, I don't know. So boogie, bogey, bug, yeah, bogey, which apparently uh, originated in Scotland. The word, okay, uh, well, it may have originated in Scotland. There's so much like little information on the the start of the boogeyman. Well, why don't you tell us like what generally is the boogeyman or a boogeyman because there might be more than one. Yeah. So the boogeyman is genuinely a story told to children to keep them in line. There's all these like throughout history. We've talked about a bunch of them prior, like the Krampus and uh, I feel like the Krampus is a boogeyman. Apparently like people like to state 
that the Krampus is kind of like the first instance of the boogeyman. And that kind of morphed over time into like, you know, someone that is around that is like, it's similar Santa, like making sure you're good yeah, and not bad. In fact, I, uh, not to hijack this no, from no. you, but I was looking up boogeyman and it said the boogeyman uh, a lot of times is known to carry a sack. I didn't know that. Yeah, because the boogeyman uh, it has a reputation for kidnapping children. Yes. And they said, what I was reading, said that the boogeyman is like derivative of this older legend of, uh, of an entity known as the sack man. Okay. Which is generally just a creature that steals children. Very similar to the, to the, to the characters we were talking about yeah. in, in our Christmas episode, Krampus. Black Pete. Yeah. Who's the guy with the, the ash, the sack full of ash, ash ashy, ashy John, all, ashy all, John. Of, all of them seem to have sacks yeah. and, and just fuck with kids. So I feel like the boogeyman is a cousin of these Christmas characters. I almost yes. feel like the Christmas characters are an incorporation of these boogeyman legends into the Yuletide season. Like Santa Claus is such a hero because he was able to, conquer the boogeyman yeah he controls the boogeyman but yeah. oh sorry yeah that's all it's a theory working theory a lot of people like in in the research the thing that for me that like made the boogeyman so terrifying was that like there's no agreed on appearance of him okay uh even saying him is a weird like it's like no one really knows like what it's just based on your perception as a child so everyone could have all these different kind of understanding understanding of the boogeyman like for some people, he's under the bed. Some people, he's in the closet. For some people, he's a man with a sack. Like, I, mm. I, to me, that's what's always really interesting is that it's just like this weird agreed on yeah. thing throughout like almost the entire world. That is interesting. So the boogeyman, you know, it's funny because I feel like, all right, let's 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 take a break from these notes and yeah, just yeah. talk about yeah. it. I feel like there is a hierarchy of characters yeah. that we fear in our collective consciousness. The devil... Is at the top. The devil is probably the is, is the proto boogeyman. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like the boogeyman. We don't talk about it, but he holds a very high place in our collective unconsciousness uh, as far as characters that we all are afraid of inherently. Children. Yeah, it's it's also like in our is etymology the right term for like it's in like or, our language. Yeah, in our language, like it's like what are you afraid of the boogeyman? Like, it's like we, we, we talk about it in our daily language as well. Yeah. It's just this word that kind of represents everything that children are afraid of. Yeah. But, but not just what children are afraid of. I feel like it's what children are most afraid of. Yeah. Like it's your deepest, darkest fears. It's almost like an entity. This is some Stephen King shit. Yeah. This is what Pennywise the clown is. It's exactly. not, it's not a clown. You see it as a clown. It's a man manifestation of the of, of pure negative fear energy. I, I personally feel like it's part of our evolution. This like fear of uh like being on edge as like an animal, like being in defense mode. I think that's where the boogeyman kind of comes from. Like when you were a kid, did you ever like turn the light off and like have to run away because you feel like someone's chasing you? Oh yeah. Yeah, I feel like that is kind of the same part of your, our brain where it's like this just we always have this kind of fear of like the unknown. Okay, so I'll attackers. tell you, I'll I'll share some stories where sure. I definitely was afraid of the boogeyman. Yeah, where I thought the boogeyman was coming for me, and I probably shared this before. 
but I grew up on a cul-de-sac mm-hmm. and sometimes I would be at my friend's house, like watching a movie and I'd have to walk home late at night. Now walking home was less than five minutes. It was less than two minutes. Mm. It's a cul-de-sac. It's a big circle. So it's like, uh, my friend's house and then like house, 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 house in a circle and then my house. So I just had to cross the street. Yeah. And every night, you know, I'm like sixth grade, seventh grade, maybe eighth grade. I don't want to be a little bitch. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be a wuss. I want to like be cool and be confident, just calmly walk home. But every once in a while, if it was too late or too dark, I would just get so scared. Yeah, yeah. That I was alone on the street and it was like nine or 10 o'clock at night. And somebody was out there watching me. And in my mind, I knew it was so stupid, but I pictured like Michael Myers from, mm. from the Halloween movies. Yeah. But I knew it was I knew it wouldn't be Michael Myers. But at the same time, I also knew it wasn't a real person. It was like just some entity that I was afraid of. It was the boogeyman. Was I was boogeyman. basically afraid of the boogeyman getting me on those walks home from my friend's house. Yeah, it's funny. Like I feel like that feeling. Like I said, I think it's evolutionary and it stays with you. Like when we're at the, when I'm at the studio late at night and I have to turn off all the lights, I get that feel like I'm better now at like ignoring it, but I get that feeling like someone's going to fucking spider walk at me when I turn the light off. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to run, but I'm like, no, you're an adult. Johnny, just keep walking normal. <laughs> I still uh, just break out into runs every yeah. once in a while. I do the most oh, childish yeah. shit. Especially when nobody's around. Run up the stairs like on, on you know, oh, did you ever do that as a kid? I do that as an adult. <laughs> I did that yesterday. Uh, I did want to read you this quote that I found about the boogeyman because I thought it was, I, I mean, we've pretty much said it already, but uh, it was just, I don't remember where I got the quote from, but it just said, uh, he's just a, a, a formless personification of terror. Yeah. I thought that was super poignant and on the nose. Um, but... This, this oh. is probably why the boogeyman shows up in like all cultures all over the world. It's a yeah. very like uh, from the gut feeling. I did want to get into that as well. I thought it'd be interesting. I checked our YouTube analytics. Nice. Shouts out to uh, YouTube analytics. This, they got like a guy in the office calculating all this yeah, stuff. Just the, we got one guy. Um, <laughs> and I looked at all the top countries that watch the show. Oh, and I let w- me guess. America is number America. one. Number one, baby. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Who, who would have known? Uh, so I went down one and then picked the, the, like the top five. Okay. Uh, and I wanted to pick out all of their, ver- like each country's version of the boogeyman. Top five countries that watch our show other than America. Can I guess? Uh, sure. Canada. Yes. The UK. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm already out of countries. Top five. <laughs> okay. Uh... Mexico? It was up there. I, I realized I only did four. I, I only did four. Okay, okay. You did four. Yeah. So Mexico could have been in there, but it's not. Mexico the was like six. Um, geez. Uh, what am I? This is embarrassing. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Australia. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So one more. One more. I know what the, I, I skipped one, but I know what the next one actually is. So don't tell me okay. we could save it in case I get it right. I'm trying to think of like English speaking. I could give you a hint if you I could give you a hint. <sighs> sure. Give me a hint. Uh, someone from this country called into our show before. Oh, to to this show. Yeah. To our mailbag. Well, watch our mailbag. That could be anybody. I yeah. don't know. Just just Sweden. Uh, Sweden. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. And then the I, final one that I'm not going to guess. Germany. I should have known. <laughs> uh, so. 
Well, first of all, I want, I'm going to be a little selfish here. I talked to my girlfriend. I wanted, she's from the, uh, originally from the Czech Republic. And I wanted to know what the, ver what the boogeyman was in the Czech Republic. And that sh this shit fucking terrified me. Okay. They have this thing called the booback. Um, I'm just going to read directly from what I, I got off the internet here. Uh, in the countryside, children are warned that the booback will come for them at night. If they're, uh, if they behave badly, the creature is usually described as resembling a creepy scarecrow, uh, often made of old bones, wearing a heavy black coat where it hides, uh, oh, the, this, it's all off and what I got here, but he hides in the, in the, uh, fields and he just like steals kids in a, in a bag, similar to what we were saying. And I have a picture of him. Oh yeah. This is another okay. thing. Sorry. I got, uh, super, uh, excited here. But apparently the booback could also disguise its voice and uh, sound like a crying baby. So like if you just hear a crying baby in a field, you don't go to it if you're a bad kid. Get get an adult, kids, because it might be the booback. You never know. Call call mom. Got a little drawing here of the booback. I'll put on mom, screen. the booback. That's not the booback. That's the dude from Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> dude, I wonder if the Jeepers Creepers guy is based off of the booback. Might be. Looks like it. Jeepers Creepers. Anyway. I'll get into top five. So, yeah, so hit us with the top five countries. So wait, just to reiterate, yes. to make it clear. These are the top five countries that watch this show. And they're boogeymen. Other than the United States. These are their version of the boogeyman. Let's get it. So we're going to start with Canada. In Canada, they, they are afraid of this guy. There's a French name. I didn't want to pull the French name. But uh, in English, it's called the seven o'clock man. Ooh, the Canadian boogeyman. He shows up early. He's going to get you at seven o'clock. Yeah. Is that seven o'clock in the morning before school or seven o'clock in the evening before bath time? So children are warned uh, to go to bed by seven o'clock. That sucks. Lest Mr. Seven o'clock will what? come and catch them. The sun's not even down at seven o'clock in the summertime. They're like, you tell me Mr. Seven o'clock is going to kidnap me before the sun goes down. <laughs> That's yeah, bullshit. Yeah, they're like, you better get in bed, eh? Or seven o'clock man gonna come get yeah. you, eh? Mom, but mom, fucking. Hey, bud, the seven hey, o'clock man's gonna mom, get you, bud. The sun's not down, <laughs> eh? My friends are still playing. Our Canadian fans are clicking out of the video. <laughs> right. like, Dude, these guys are nailing it. Tim Hortons. Uh, so the next one is the UK. The UK, I right. I grabbed three because they were cracking me up. The UK had. So many. Yeah. Each section of, of England had its own boogeyman. That's because the UK, and people know this to be true historically, has the shittiest children ever. So they need extra boogeymen to like round up all these little rascals. Because just it's too much for one boogeyman to handle. Yeah. Those nasty <laughs> little British children. They're like, oi, is that just one boogeyman? Oi, right. Fuck off with that one. <laughs> they need like four or five extra boogeymen yeah. to show up. You like know? a crew of boogeymen. <laughs> yeah. Right there. There's the no guns in the UK. So that's the boogeymen true. got Billy clubs. <laughs> uh, so the first one we got is a uh, churn milk peg. Oh, it's churn milk peg. I'm going to stop. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna stop. This is I'm a boogeyman sorry. of uh, uh, West Yorkshire. Okay. okay. Um, churn milk peg is a female goblin uh, who guards Ooh. nut thickets uh, <laughs> until they could be harvested. Most British shit I've ever heard. <laughs> and would always be seen smoking a pipe. So there's a female hobgoblin that hangs by nut thickets smoking a pipe. Um, Sounds rad. And if you if you mess with her nut uh, thickets, she'll fucking kill you. But there's also a male version called uh, Melsh Dick. Oh um, 
which is her male counterpart, uh, who performs the same function. So we, we got Churn Milk Peg and Melsh Dick. <laughs> which, by the way, are the nicknames of me and my girlfriend. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm Melsh Dick, for clarification. See, this is fun. Uh, so the next one from the UK is uh, Tom Dawkin. This one was cracking me up, too. Tom Dawkin. So he's a, a boogeyman. Apparently, late at night, he'll come and get you. He has iron teeth. Oh, no. And he'll eat you. He'll eat, he eats bad children with his iron teeth. He has iron teeth. Some people think that that uh, villain in uh, James, James Bond? Bond is based off of this. this Jaws? Uh, yeah, this legend. What's that? Uh, what's this guy's name again? Tom Dawkin. Tom, Tom Dawkin. Oh, it sounds pretty normal. Sounds like just normal. Oi, you better be good or Tom Dawkins is hey. going to come and eat you. Hey, nice to meet you. What's your name? Tom. Oh, Tom. Tom. Tom, Tom Dawkin. You're kind of uh, terse with your lips over there, Tom. <laughs> Tom Dawkins, the name. Where's your kids? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're out back. Go say hello. <laughs> Roy. Roy. All right. Do they have more? Yeah, they have one more. This The, the name was just making me laugh. It's uh, the Mum Poker. <laughs> the Mum Poker? I already know about this guy. Uh, So he sneaks up on you and he, and he, and he pokes you. Oh, uh, is this where we get the word motherfucker from? I don't think so, but uh, I thought it was a, like a, a boogie- mom poker, a, a, <laughs> a boogeyman that pokes your mom. But apparently it's like mom isn't like mom's the word like silent. Oh, so he's like the silent poker. The si- oh, that's way creepier. Yeah, but the mom poker was making me laugh. The mom poker. All right. I need to I need to put a uh, warning out there. OK, next one. I'm, I'm just going to breeze through it but we got australia next let's do it so australia didn't have a boogeyman they're afraid of a real criminal so or rather you should say the australian boogeyman is a real person is a real person uh that did some crimes in the 80s and 90s i won't say what they did because it's very heinous you can look it up yourself um his name is mr cruel uh oh I think you already told me a little bit about Mr. Cruel. Yeah. It was child crimes. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Um, but, you know, crimes that would scare a child. For yeah. Sure. So, Which, by the way, mm. we're not going to go into what the crimes are. No. But if, if this is the story you're using to scare your children into acting, uh, behaving. Australia's fucked. <laughs> cool, cool it, Australia. Yeah, for real. You don't need to go this hard. You don't need to talk about what Mr. Cruel did uh, because the rest of us are just doing like funny goblin ghost stories. Yeah. And it seems to be working just fine. So, yeah, he wears a ski mask and he'll, he'll get your kids. Mr. Cruel. Mr. Cruel. He uh, did his crimes in the 80s and 90s. It was never caught. Uh, it's, it's a cold case now. Uh, I looked into like the police reports and they said this man is highly intelligent and is so good at hiding like any evidence. Uh, he's still out there. So the kids of Australia are, have Can a fear of Mr. Cruel. He got the name Mr. Cruel. The uh, the police gave it to him. Oh, oh, you know, yeah. that's bad. Yeah. When the police are like, what do we call this guy? Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, how about fuck, dude? Mr. Cruel. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Yeesh. Yeah. So anyway, Mr. Cruel. Mr. Cruel uh, the Wikipedia, I don't have the image, but the Wikipedia has one of the most terrifying images I've ever seen in my fucking life. We'll throw it on I'll throw it up here. here. I've already seen it, yeah. so thank you for the nightmares. Uh, and then the final one I want to do is Germany, because Germany has 
some weird shit going on. And they're usually so light and bubbly. Yeah. So their boogeyman is called, I'm going to, I'm going to say it in German. I know you know some German, uh, Der Schwarzman. What does that translate to the black man? Yes. <laughs> what? Yep. Come on. Come on. Yeah. You can't say that. Yeah. So, uh, they, they <laughs> anyway. everything I had to look up said like it, it was like it's not referring to his skin color. Yeah, except what color is he? I'm afraid to ask. Pitch black. But it's for his preference of hiding in the dark. By the way, like closets uh, it's, and under it's the bed. Pronounced Schwartzman. Schwartz. Like Jason Schwartzman. Oh. His last name is is uh, Blackman. Black, oh shit. Blackman. Blackman. Um, so yeah, it's not for the color of skin. It's mostly because he, he hides in dark places like under your bed in the closet, yeah. um, or in the forest at night. Yeah. Why, uh, why doesn't he hide in, in light places? <laughs> yeah. It, if, if his skin is so brightly colored. Yeah. You want, <laughs> if he was, he, he could be the Weiss man like me. Oh dude, you're the opposite. You're like the Schwartzman hunter. <laughs> the Weissman. Johnny the Weiss. Um, anyway, so the, this was really interesting to me because there's like a child game that they play okay. in Germany based on this boogeyman. They sing this song. Uh, I don't, I don't know the lyrics or how to pronounce the song. If you want to try to pronounce it here. Lay it on me. I had three years of high school German, so I got this. Um... An old traditional folk song. Es tanz ein Biba Butzemann in unserem Haus herum. Biba Boogeyman dances around in our house. So the, this is the how unserem Haus herum. So this is a game they play where one kid is the is the the black man uh, or der Schwarzman. You just call him the boogeyman. The boogeyman. Whatever you want to call him, honestly. <laughs> and he, Schwarzman. He has a bag with him. Mm-hmm. And they, the kids will all sing the song and the kid in, who is the boogeyman has to just shake around like crazy. And then uh, so <laughs> and then all, uh, the, the point of the game is while he's shaking around, he has to secretly throw a bag like under another one of the kids' feet. Okay. And if a kid, one of the kids in the circle notices the bag, it just becomes a game of tag. Like you got, you got to tag the boogeyman. But if the kid doesn't notice the bag after the song ends, then that person becomes the boogeyman. And then they switch places. So it's kind of this weird oh. amalgamation of like, yeah, it's we should try it. No, um, but I love the, the concept that they have to shake around with the bag. You got to do the boogie boogie walk. You got to do the boogie. Basically, you got to do the fucking boogie. Um, so that's all I have on the boogeyman. Bravo. That was very informative. I thought that that was great. Um, Don't let uh, churn milk peg get you. Yeah, I think the British boogeymen <laughs> were my favorite too. Yeah, yeah, it reminds me honestly of the second um, volume of our Game Face series where you meet Game Face's associates, controller <laughs> and Atari 2600. <laughs> it just takes more than one. Uh, cool. Well, that was great. Yeah. So the boogeyman, by the way. Yes. This is a good time to talk about our sponsor. Oh, yeah. Crate. Uh, go over to Cryptid Crate and use the discount code MEGASTRANGE, all one word, all lowercase, for $5 off the Cryptid Crate sampler or 25% off your first month subscription uh, for Cryptid Crate. We had a couple people sign up yeah. in December and they received some Mega Strange stickers because we were fortunate enough to be included in last month's crate. And that was awesome. We had some people yeah. tweeting at us 
that they got the stickers, they looked good, and uh, it was in there with a cryptid called, it was a whole box dedicated to Mantis Man. Mantis Man, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've never heard of Mantis Man. Honestly, we're going to have to do some research. I'm down. Maybe talk about Mantis Man in an upcoming episode. Go sure. on over, check out Cryptid Crate. Use the discount code MEGASTRANGE. In- Link is in the description. Yeah, check it out. Uh, all right, so the Boogeyman has been haunting kids, what, for 500 years? That's what you said? Yeah, like early 1500s. Well, as I mentioned earlier, <clears throat> I was never really scared of the boogeyman. I was scared of the boogeyman's girlfriend, the boogeyman's sister. Side piece. Side piece? Who is she? Her is name she, is, is nice? Bloody Mary. Nope. Uh, for those of I think out there, uh, people are probably pretty familiar with the Bloody Mary yeah, legend. Yeah. I think that's like, <laughs> I, I wish I knew some children to ask them, uh... <laughs> That's a weird statement. Uh, <laughs> Do you know Bloody Mary? Yeah, just like to maybe uh, uh, in our audience, like maybe if there's some younger people out there, if you if you as a kid had the Bloody Mary kind of uh, myth in your schools and, and camps. And, what was it? Yeah. And was it similar to this? Because I found a couple different variations of it. Some people say that Bloody Mary is the wife or girlfriend of the devil. Okay. And if the boogeyman is a version of the devil... Bloody Mary might just be dating the boogeyman after all. Uh, To summon Bloody Mary, you need to be in a totally dark room or a room that is mostly dark, you know, like candlelight. Mm. You need to have a mirror. You look into the mirror and you say the name Bloody Mary a certain amount of times. Sometimes it's three times. Sometimes people say you have to say it up to 100 times. In some uh, versions of of the legend, you at the very end, after you say it 100 times, you have to say, come out with your axe. And Bloody Mary will appear in the mirror holding an axe. Yeah. And she will cut you. Um, sometimes you have to, you know, the way you perform the ritual can be different. Sometimes you have to touch the mirror. Sometimes you need to do it at midnight or you have to do it at 3 a.m. I feel like the fact that there are so many different versions of the Bloody Mary summoning ritual actually lends to its creepiness because if you do it and it doesn't work, you could you could say, oh, we didn't do the ritual quite right. Yeah. And so there's always this mystery, this thing to chase with the Bloody Mary story of what is the real ritual? Like we could try to do it, but if it doesn't work, that means we failed and the quest continues to find the way to actually summon Bloody Mary. Yeah. Bloody Mary is kind of like, uh, you remember in the early 2000s when like people be like, yo, you could unlock Sonic and Smash Bros. But you can. That ended up being true. Well, not not in melee. <laughs> it was like if you beat like a hundred of the wireframe guys in hard mode, you'll a Sonic will kick in and say hi. According to Wikipedia, <laughs> the ritual uh, for Bloody Mary is chanting her name into a mirror with a dimly lit or candlelit room. The name must be uttered thirteen times. Thirteen. And the Bloody Mary apparition allegedly appears as a corpse, a witch, or a ghost that can be friendly or evil and is sometimes seen covered in blood, hence the name Bloody Mary. The lore surrounding the ritual says that the participants might endure the apparition screaming at them, cursing them, strangling them, stealing your soul, drinking your blood, or scratching your eyes out. I've often heard the scratching your eyes out thing. Yeah, for me it was like three times in the mirror and she'll show up and like fuck you up, kill you. Yeah. Yeah. She goes by some other names too. She's often uh sometimes referred to as Hell Mary. 
Hell Mary. Or Mary Worth. Um, Bloody Mary is uh, ritualistically invoked uh, in an act of, this is a weird word, catoptromancy. You ever heard that before? No. Catoptromancy. Side note, catoptromancy is mirror magic. Mirror magic. Yeah, is divination, a form of divination using mirrors. This sounds like a sleep song. <laughs> mirror magic. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I did a deep dive on this. Uh -huh. Catoptromancy goes back to ancient times. It makes uh -huh. sense. Like, uh, you know, yeah. Oh, sorry, continue. No, what? What were you going to say? I was going to say, like, people have weirdness with mirrors since the beginning of time. Yeah. There's an ancient Greek uh, traveler and writer named Pausanias, and he describes going to a temple of Ceres where there was a fountain. Um, and in this fountain, they would have this great enchanted mirror that they would suspend by a thread and they would lower it until it would just barely touch the fountain. Okay. And they would bring people into this fountain if they were sick and they would have them gaze into the mirror. Okay. And based on what, what, your reflection looked back at you, it would tell you if you were going to survive your illness or not. This is one of like the oldest forms of cantoptromancy or captromancy. That's cool. That probably was scary. Like <clears throat> you're in divination. like a, in water with like a giant mirror. Yeah. And it's kind of similar to like looking into a crystal ball basically. Okay. And that form of magic, which is called screeing or scrying. Uh, uh, divination yeah, yeah. by gazing into some sort of glass. They use that term for magic, the gathering. Scrying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> um, by the way, there's a Japanese Bloody Mary. I found out. Bloody Mary Coon? Well, it's That's fucked up. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> We're gonna cancel oh. Johnny later. That's her. She's calling. She's calling to fucking Okay. No matter when I do this show, I always get a robocall. It's insane. You're not disturbed mode. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a Japanese folk story that is closely tied to the Bloody Mary story called Hanako song. You ever heard of this? I've heard that name before. Probably because there's a very popular manga that was just released in 2014 uh -huh. based on this story. Okay. Hanako song is the spirit of a young girl who haunts school toilets. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've heard of this. Yeah. Continue. Uh, yeah, she's a uh, yokai, which is like a Japanese monster or a yurei, which is like a Japanese ghost. Mm. Either one commonly described as having a bobbed haircut and wearing a red skirt or dress. You like that? Yeah. So, um, in some versions, Hanako was a child who was murdered. Okay. Either by a stranger or by her parents. Uh, in other versions, she committed suicide in the bathroom that she haunts. And still, some people even think that Hanako-san was playing hide-and-seek during World War II when an American air raid bombed the bathroom she was in, killing her. But that doesn't make sense because then how would she haunt the bathroom yeah. if it was destroyed? I don't know. The way you find Hanako-san, she haunts school toilets. Usually it's on the third floor uh, in the third stall. <clears throat> you knock three times and you ask, is Hanako-san in there? Is there like some weird numerology stuff with the number three in Japan? There must be. Yeah. And you you knock three times. You ask Hanako-san's there. And if she is, she whispers back, yes, I am. And then a hand grabs you. Don't scare me. Sorry. <laughs> but a hand will grab you. Hanako's hand will come through the door and grab you. Okay. Just like Bloody Mary. You say her name three times in the bathroom and she's there. Well, you say Hanako. You knock three times. Ask if she's there. She'll grab you. She'll pull you into the toilet, which some people say could be a portal to hell. 
Some Junji Ito shit. Yeah, and other people say weirdly, either it's a portal to hell or a three-headed lizard eats you. I don't know what's going on in Japan. Like these Hydra? lizards. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. They show up. I like that we both went international with this. This is crazy. Yeah. Uh, so that's Hanako. But uh, in America, it's Bloody Mary. Where does Bloody Mary legend come from? Nobody knows. Oh, oh, I was going to say, like, I mean, I don't want to step on your stuff here. But as a kid, it was always um, that one queen that had all those people killed. Uh, right? Bloody Mary. Well, yeah, I actually have that information. OK, yeah, I don't know. I was just... Uh, Spitballing there here. is a real Bloody Mary in history. Yes. It's very, you know, I don't want to get boring here mm. and I don't want to turn this into a history lesson, but we'll briefly go into it. Mary the first of England. Yes. Also known as Bloody Mary or Mary Tudor was mm. let me skip ahead in my notes here. She was the daughter of whoop, 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 Henry the eighth and she ruled from 1553 to 1558. Basically, she was a Catholic and her and her dad made it illegal to be Protestant. Uh, They said being Protestant was a form of religious heresy. And they say that between 280 to 300 people were burned at the stake because of her outlawing the Protestant religion. And thus she is remembered as Bloody Mary. But she sent a bunch of people to the guillotine, right? Or am I burned at the stake? Burned at the stake. Okay. I'm thinking of a different person. But the Bloody Mary story that we have that kids tell here in America didn't really surface until the late 1960s. Okay. Uh, which coincidentally, the story of Hanako in Japan dates back to the 1950s. I thought you were going to tie this all together and be like, you know, it started in the 1960s, the same time the drink was invented. And I was like, oh, fuck, your dad was right. The drink was invented uh, in like the turn of the century, like oh, okay. 19, 1900s. Oh, okay. Uh, in, that pa- makes sense. in Paris, apparently. Oh, okay. Side note, if for the people who are drinkers out there and you <laughs> want to know about the Bloody Mary drink, apparently there was an American bar, not a bartender. He ran a bar and he opened this bar in Paris. I don't remember the name of it, but the gimmick was it was an American bar in Paris. Apparently he broke down a real New York bar and piece by piece transported it to Paris. Okay. In like before 1920, opened it up. And then that is the bar that the Bloody Mary was invented in. I love stuff like that. Like at the World's Fair, like that, you know, like the hamburger was invented by like a German man or something. Supposedly, this is around the time. I don't know if this is true, but I read that this was around the time that vodka was first becoming popular in Paris, that Russians were bringing it over to France and that they were experimenting, trying to find a good drink to mix the vodka in, trying everything. And this tomato juice drink worked imagine like russian dudes like bringing vodka over and you're like they're like please try my drink for my country and you're like (laughs) you poison me what is this i mean they had alcohol it's made from potatoes yeah that's true um okay but so the story shows up in the 60s some people think there was this uh queen of england who she could be named after but, and I had to dig deep for this. Okay. And this is why you watch Mega Strange. Yeah. I found a very, very little known story about supposedly an American witch from Chicago. Okay. Who could be the inspiration for Bloody Mary. The real Bloody Mary. What, what time frame is this? This is a woman named Mary Worth who lived in Chicago at the end of the Civil War. Okay. Now, the story of Mary Worth, 
Let me skip ahead here. Oh, by the way, uh, well, now I'll just skip ahead to Mary Worth. We're going to get to the good stuff here because I actually think this is really interesting. She lived in a, in a city called Gurney, Illinois, which is north of Chicago. Um, apparently, Gurney was a big town for the Underground Railroad. It okay. had a big history of helping slaves escape the South and make it to the free states. Um, but Mary Worth participated in the reverse Underground Railroad. Uh. Which meant that she would capture runaway slaves and sell them to slave hunters to send them back to the South to make money. Okay. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of the reverse Underground Railroad before. And I have. Was, you have? Well, isn't that like how kind of like the modern police formed because there's they like would like have people look for slaves? Yeah, actually. Yeah. True. <laughs> if you look up, if you go to like the United States history of police website, it says yeah. that the earliest police uh, uh, forces were developed. Were like slave hunters. Yeah, to hunt runaway slaves. So yeah, reverse underground railroad. Um. She would bring slaves under false pretenses to her house and she yeah. would hide them there, pretending to be part of the real Underground Railroad. This uh, is fucked. <laughs> but then she would sell them to the slave catchers. But she did things that were much worse, too, because supposedly she was a witch. Okay. And some of these ex slaves she would keep chained up in her barn and would save them until a full moon, where she would torture them and ritually sacrifice them. Uh, to perform dark, dark arts and rituals. That's really fucking scary. <laughs> yeah. Apparently the people of the town knew that Mary Worth was a witch and knew to basically steer clear of her and did not care too much about what she was doing to these runaway slaves. Until they did care. They got sick of it one day. And what ended up happening was the people of the town went to Mary Worth's property and lynched her okay. on her property. A mob killed her without giving her a trial. Supposedly, they burned her at the stake and then left her body at the stake uh, for days so that it could rot in the sun and so that the local ravens and vultures could pick from the bones. Um... There's another story. Another version of this story says that Mary Worth uh, was also accused of kidnapping children and killing them and using their blood in some sort of witchcraft ritual to make herself young, to keep herself young. I was going to say, is this like some Freddy Krueger? Yeah. Is this like fact or is this like legend at this point? This is legend. Okay. There is a report from these local folklore legend uh, historians uh, that say in the 1960s, a Lake County resident who was in her 90s claimed to have witnessed the death of Mary Worth being burned at the stake in her front yard. She said she was about five or six years old when this happened. Okay. The timeline of this, if this is true, this would mean that Mary Worth was killed in about the year 1875, which is 10 years after the end of the Civil War. Yeah. So the timeline, so either the timeline is off by about 10 or 15 years, or maybe she was saving these slaves in her barn for a long time. Or maybe the story of her kidnapping children is true. And after the Civil War ended and she ran out of these runaway slaves, she switched over to local children 
And maybe that is why the town, who had turned a blind eye to her killings up until this point, decided this can go on no longer and decided to burn her at the stake. Yeah, that's crazy. Like the town was just like uh, the idea of this town taking just law into their own hands and be like, well, you're, you're going to be burned this is, alive. This is really like proto Freddy Krueger. This yeah. is like if Freddy Krueger was set at the end of the Civil War. Yeah. It oh, be, shit. It would be this story. Yeah. Which is pretty cool because she turns into Bloody Mary, apparently. Supposedly, okay. as she's being lynched, she curses the town and vows to get her revenge and says, I will come back to haunt you in your mirrors. Uh, and she I've heard this story before. She supposedly became Bloody Mary. Now, there's a debate about the location of Mary Worth's body. What did they do with her after she died? Some people said she was buried in a local cemetery called St. Patrick's Cemetery. But mm. other people say that in the 1800s, it was improper to bury a supposed witch on sacred ground. So it's more likely that she was buried on the property that she was killed on. I'm surprised she was buried at all. You were saying they like had ravens eating her or whatever. They left her up for a few days. Yeah. But eventually, they supposedly buried her. People don't know where the body is, mm. but... As the story goes, a farmer and his wife bought the property and intended to turn it into an oat field, and they found a large stone somewhere on the property. The farmer thought it would make a good stepping stone, so he moved it to his front porch, and apparently that caused the property to become extremely haunted. Oh, God. Footsteps at night, windows shattering, plates shattering, flying off the shelves. So haunted that they left the property... Um, the farmer thought that if he put the stone back where he found it, all would be set right, but he was unable to find the location that he had taken it from. And so ever since the property has remained haunted where apparently it was built into an apartment complex in the sixties, but burnt down in 1986. I was going to ask, this is all in Chicago. This is outside of Chicago. Shit. Supposedly we should in, go visit in the that. town of Gurney. Uh, and I don't know where the property is located now. I couldn't find any specific mm. information. Some ghost touring companies claim to know the location. We'll take you out there in yeah. Chicago to show you the location of Mary Worth's property, but it is haunted. It is unable to be built on. And she inspired the story, uh, the legend rather of bloody Mary. You remember at the beginning of this, the Wikipedia actually says some people refer to bloody Mary as Mary worth. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is the lesser known story of the American Bloody Mary. That makes way more sense because it probably just like, you know, took off from there, like yeah. hitting all the, you know, surrounding places. There was one thing that I forgot to mention, and I'm mm. going to wrap this up soon because we've been going for a while. But it, I, I say the longer, the better. I Fuck told it. you that Bloody Mary uh, came out in the 60s. Mm. But in the late 1800s, there was this kind of urban legend going around. And I have a picture of this. We could put this up here. This is a picture. It's a card from the from the 1800s. Says on Halloween, look in the glass. Your future husband's face will pass. Supposedly, oh. there was this ritual, some uh, mirror magic that people mm. were doing. They said that if you lit a candle and held a mirror in your hand mm. and you walked backwards up a staircase in the middle of the night and you got to the top of the staircase and you looked in the mirror, you would see the face of the man you were going to marry someday. Uh, or, or if you saw the face of the Grim Reaper, it meant you were going to die Ugh. before you were married. Now, in this picture, this yep. Halloween card, you see there's the shadow of a witch Yeah, that's there. fucking horrific. And I'm not sure what's going on here. I feel like this all kind of morphed into the Bloody Mary lore. This, yeah. This mirror magic being mixed with this witch who 
supposedly kills children or kills slaves, people who are not in a in a position of authority. My favorite thing about doing the show is kind of seeing the like amalgamation of random yeah. ideas become, you know, like the modern idea, like the the boogeyman being like the Krampus, essentially. Yeah, totally. Kind and of the, the threads coming together. Exactly. Like, it's super interesting to just see all this, like, come together. Uh, So there's one more thing I wanted to bring up in doing research on mirror magic. Mm. I can't say the word cantomancy or whatever it is. <laughs> I found uh something, a room referred to as a psychomantium. Psychomantis. A psychomantium. Here's my theory about Mary Worth. She's a witch. She's doing black magic. She's doing human sacrifices in the full moon. She's doing the most satanic shit you can do. Yeah. She's got to be doing some sort of demonology, some sort of conjuring going on. Mm -hmm. I believe she had a psychomantium built inside her house. Really? Excuse me. (laughs) I believe that she did some dark mirror magic using her psychomantium. And that when she was killed, she placed a curse. And because she had used the psychomantium so much, she was able to reside in the mirror realm forever. Yeah, she must have known because like, it's not like you just say that out of nowhere when you're getting burned to the stake. A psychomantium in parapsychology or spiritualism is a small enclosed area set up with a comfortable chair, dim lighting, and a mirror angled so as not to reflect anything but darkness, and it is intended to communicate with the spirits of the dead. Okay. The psychomantium was popularized by a man named Raymond Moody, originator of the term near-death experience. I've heard that name before. Yeah, so the guy who uh, basically coined the term near-death experience was a big proponent of psychomantiums, this room with a mirror that could be used to communicate with the dead. That's awesome. We should build one. We, ooh, we could try it out. <laughs> All right, I'm going to leave you with this. This is the final thing for the day. Uh, an explanation for what could be happening. Uh, side note, did you still want to show the... Yeah, the, yeah, yeah okay. that, that factors okay, into cool. this. So apparently in psychology, they have discovered a phenomenon. They don't quite know why. I don't know what the name of this is, but it's a, they say that staring into a mirror in a dimly lit room for a prolonged period can cause you to hallucinate. I've heard about this, yeah. Uh, facial features will apparently appear to melt, distort, disappear, and rotate. Your face will rotate if you stare in the mirror for too long. Okay. Other hallucinatory elements such as animal or strange faces may appear, which means you might think you're seeing something demonic, ghostly, or otherwise disturbing. Uh, and they call it the strange face illusion... They believe it is related to disassociative identity disorder in some unknown way. Um, but they they also think it's related to something called Troxler's fading, which okay. is essentially Troxler's fading is an optical illusion affecting your visual perception. When you fixate on one particular point for even a short period oh, of time. Oh, yeah. With unchanged stimulus uh, from the fix, fi- fixation point, everything around it will start to disappear. 
Let's bring yeah. up this. Uh, when when I was a kid, gif here yeah. there would be this. I would do those online a lot. There would be like one where you stare at a dot, and then you, when you blink, you see like a photo of Jesus or something. Let's do this uh, for everybody at home. I have something to show the Troxler's yeah. fading effect. It's a little video here. I'm gonna have Johnny do it. Are you ready? Yeah. Go ahead and bring up that gift. Okay. Okay. So you see there are purple dots yeah. circling that cross in the middle. Yeah. Well, if you just fixate your eyes on that cross for long enough, the purple dots will vanish. And you will just see. Yeah, they're gone. They're gone? Yeah. yeah. But they're not gone. Yeah. That's your brain making them disappear. You're hallucinating, bro. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I, they I, were there the whole time. I, I recently, uh, should I cut back? Yeah, you can cut back. Uh, there was a video I saw recently that said like, our eyes take information upside down, our brains flip it, and then decipher it and we mostly we don't we only see like 50 percent of what the world actually looks like like our brain would just fills in the gaps of what we can okay. perceive yeah so shit like that is always like i love that stuff because our brains are 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 the only thing we know yeah and this is our only reality and then sometimes our brain uh does stuff that we don't realize it's doing like it's filtering out our noses we see our noses all the time mm-hmm. but our brain is just taking that information and taking away the nose. Yeah, so we go back to that temple in yeah. ancient Greece. They were getting into this giant fountain and going through this whole like spectacle. Imagine, I don't know how big the mirror is, yeah. but let's assume it's the size of like the side of a house. And this thing is being lowered from like the heavens above to this giant Zelda-like <laughs> fountain. And you're fucking dying. Like, yeah, you've, you're like you've been up for three days with a fever. Like oh. you haven't slept. You've been barfing and they just sit you in front of this mirror and make you stare at yourself until you see something. That's some mirror magic, right? There. I mean, you're going to see some crazy shit. And there's no lights or anything. So you're, it's just candle. Gonna, yeah. Or they, yeah, they have a bunch of candles in the temple with you. You're, you're, I mean, you're going to hallucinate. Yeah. You're going to see some That's fucked up shit. Happen. They said they, they put them in water too. Yeah. That you're in a fountain. So already like. Mirrors and water give you some weird effects. I as mean, well. they were hacking the brain. Yeah, they really scaring were. Scaring the shit out of you. Being like, you ready to talk to God? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's our episode this week. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, hey, if you like this show, be sure that you subscribe, leave a comment, uh, share it, like it, follow us on Instagram. You yes. can find us at Mega Strange Podcast. Uh, you can follow us individually on Instagram. I am Derek Acosta only. I'm a catboy underscore slim. Yes. And uh, you can watch our mailbag episode every Tuesday on the Mega Strange YouTube channel. We'll be back next Saturday with another full length episode. Uh, So until then, stay strange, everybody. Good night.